is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I lead the league in shows done but not recorded. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from still phase one, Cascade Locks, Oregon, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Oh my gosh, even I'm phase two over here. What is going on? I'm in like Seattle, like the center of the Chads, bro. Uh... They tested a bunch of people, and 3% of them came back positive, so it's the end of the world. Oh, no. What is happening? Are you, are you, so your, your playground's still closed? Uh, in general, yes. We have a HOA-funded neighborhood playground, which uh, never closed. So. Oh, there you go. Good for you. Well, uh Instead of preparing for the show and putting a bunch of stories in order, I'm just going to shoot from the hip and tell about a anecdotal story that just happened about an hour ago. But uh, I decided to take my son for a little bike ride, went down to the park. He turns to me again in the typical heartbreaking fashion and looks at the playground and says, is this one closed too, Daddy? <laughs> and there's shines all the way around it and the swings are you know, wrapped around the, the high bar. And I just said, yeah, it is. And he goes, well, I'm not going to get on the swings. And he starts pushing me, and I start to realize that I'm going to have to correct him to follow what the sign says, or else he's just going to play. And uh, I didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I sat on the bench, and he started playing on, on the big toy. And I just uh, thought, okay, maybe somebody's going to come say something to me, but, you know, whatever. My kid's playing on a playground. I don't understand that. You know, this is illegal or dangerous. You know, it's outside mm-hmm. <laughs> in an extremely sunny slash rainy environment it is both in the summertime yeah uh, there's no way anything is still living on the, the wood or metal in the uh in, in the in the play toy so anyway uh, i'm there for a couple minutes and lo and behold a, a woman and her like 18 month old baby come over and say i'm glad i'm not the only one and like puts her on the slide and like she like mm-hmm. saw the she saw me doing it and was like oh it's okay i'm gonna go do that Right. And there were some people that walked by that still gave us looks. But overall, she was just, like, excited to talk to me. My son was excited to talk to another kid. It was all a very good interaction. And I, I said something like, uh, "Yeah, it's unfortunate these signs are still up. She goes, well, part of me wants to rip them down. And I said, part of me does, too. And she <laughs> said, uh, she said, but I don't want to have to face any Karens around here. And she like darted around, <laughs> looked, looked around, which I thought was uh, priceless. So she actually brought Karen meme in. And I think memes, you know, with everybody locked in their house, memes, conspiracy theories, all that stuff is just off the charts. Oh, yeah. So uh, to follow, to go back to in typical ADD fashion to the opening of the show, we did a wonderful show last week. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to download it, that's uh you might want to check with the uh, what do they call that stuff where it's like up in the up in the astral it's in the astral plane. So if you want to download mm. it, go up to the astral plane <laughs> and you can download it. Otherwise, I forgot to record it. So yeah, yeah. 
And then, like I, like I said, I think we lead the league. And I, I can think of at least four or five times where we've done an entire show. I never hit the record button, and there's no history of the show at all. Yeah. 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 It's happened a few times. It was a good, it was a good combo though, and uh, I wish we would have been able to get it out. I was kind of heartbroken for the rest of the day, and it put a real damper on last week. But uh, we're gonna try and be more regular, and uh, I'm gonna try and hit record, and we're gonna try and put this little podcast together. So, thanks for your patience out there, everyone. And uh, luckily, nothing's happened in the last two weeks, especially <laughs> not in Seattle or in yeah. uh, the, the world of yeah, COVID or. So have you have you uh, visited the borders of of the new country? So I'm not gonna lie, I have not, but I am very very close to doing so. And I thought, what would be the best way to do it? I'm not, I got to take like my phone has to be in airplane mode because I need it for camera, but I need to like shuffle all Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, cell phone tracking, and then go in there with mask, you know, mask and sunglasses, and because I would fit in better that way. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then just do some like just do some videos and and then come home and live tweet them all or you know tweet them all out or something just so I can get a, a boots on the ground. But from what I can tell, take this with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen, because I haven't been there, but I have lived here since 1999 in the Seattle area. From what I can tell, what we have is a whole bunch of social justice warriors that are tech workers from Amazon and and whatever who have gone into this area. As well as a lot of the artistic kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, gay community, which has always been, that area has always been kind of a center for the gay community in Seattle. And that being said, amazing bookstores, amazing coffee shops, you know, it's kind of a artistic type of area. Now, all those, that brings a lot of good things, also brings bad things. There's a lot of heroin use there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, just homeless people there. So I think what it has done is they've created this kind of false border thing. And now it's magnified all of those things times like 10, right? So now all of the homeless in downtown Seattle are like, well, if we can't get busted in the Chaz, let's go. And so like they've all brought their tents because it's a huge issue here in the Seattle area. And I don't mean to say homeless problem. Like they're not people. I'm a Christian. I love the homeless. I care for them. I try to do what I can by donating to Union Gospel Mission or even sometimes just go down and feed them, you know, myself. I think we talked about that on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the, 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 uh, the the ordeal is that they are there. There is a lot of homeless right. in Seattle, and they are all kind of descending on the Chaz. So you have this weird mix of, like, social justice warriors planting these weird gardens that will feed two people a salad in three months um maybe plus yeah plus like a lot of homeless people and a lot of drugs and it it is weird i think during the day i think it feels more like a block party and i I think Mm -hmm. that the mayor was right on that but at night it stuff goes down (laughs) stuff goes down there's guns there's fires uh you know, I'm in the uh, automobile business. Uh, Ferrari was shut down and completely moved out. They boarded up their stuff as soon as this all started, moved all their cars out, and they're, it's been, I guess, torn. You know, they smashed all the windows and everything. There's another independent car shop down there where uh, they worked. They were just worked on cars. That's it. They smashed mm-hmm. that down. That was the famous one a couple of days ago where they called the police, and the police said no. Right. They called them. 15 yeah. times and police never showed up and Why do you mind meanwhile they're hold they're holding someone down who's trying to stab him with a um, box cutter yeah that was yeah. A, a mess yeah 
and don't forget uh, the the day before that. That was when the tr- street preacher showed up. Set up. I love I love street preachers. I mean, you have more guts than me. You know, way to get out there. Mm-hmm. And I hope street preaching saves you know some souls out there. It's hard to it's hard to see where it does, but I do think it's important to have them. I mean, if the, it's part of you know the. Yeah, I don't know. Part of the part of the the whole scene is that let's have a street preacher down there too, talking about the end of the world, and uh, uh, you know they're super tolerant down there, so they, they were they were totally fine with a guy talking about Jesus. Oh wait, no, they choked. Oh, him oh out. wait, yeah, <laughs> they totally choked him out. Told him to get out of there. Tore down his sign. Tried to take everything away from him. Um, so I don't know. I wish I would have done a boots on the ground report, but you know I have a life. I have kids. I have a lot of stuff going on too. So yeah, it's I mean- hard. To get down there, but that's my my two cents of what it looks like. Here's the weirdest thing about the Chaz to me, though. My family starts texting and calling, like, "Are you okay? Mm. Is every do you need to get out of there? What's going on?" Right. And I have to send this long message, like, "Hey, this is like three or four. I guess it's up to six city blocks now down in a very specific part of Seattle. But like, I'm 15 miles away, 12 miles away, like." There's, you know, it's the suburbs. There's still, everything is still working here. There's still cops patrolling the street. There's nothing wrong. Don't worry about me. And like kind of calm them all down. And even like uh, one of my family members who tends to watch Fox News a lot was like, well, and I I was like, hey, it's kind of, it's like LARPing. It's hilarious. Just leave it alone. It's not that big a deal. Just leave it alone. He's like, well, what if you were down there and they, you were trying to call emergency services and this and that. And I was like, but I'm not down there. And it's mainly just LARPers and just, you know, just just chill out. So at work, I have a buddy who lives, who's from Russia, grew up in the Soviet Union, moved here after the, right before the, the wall came down. His family's calling and texting him. Hey, 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 is everything okay? I, I hear you. Yeah. It's out of control in Seattle. So, like, somehow the media has made it like Seattle looks like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. But that's not the case. This is being let to happen. And a point I made to my family when I was uh, in a text conversation with them was this is a very specific area of town where this sort of thing is not – it's abnormal, obviously. But this is not, like – super abnormal like if you were to predict a part of town where this would happen this would be the part of town where this (laughs) would happen i told my family i said hey you know if they really want to see what it's like to set up a autonomous zone in the middle of seattle and they want to see if they can make some serious change i recommend going to south lake union trying to set up a freeze free zone right around all the amazon buildings and see how long that lasts yeah. Or maybe they could go over to the Boeing, to the uh, Boeing factory, and set up their autonomous zone right outside of Boeing and block the entrance to Boeing, and we'll see how long the autonomous zone lasts. Oh, or yeah, maybe. Bill Gates's. Oh, yeah, maybe go to Bill Gates's house. Yeah, go to Bill he's Gates's house. Of, set up. He's got a whole uh, large compound. Yep. Um, yep. And once you, you know. get over there, that's where Bezos lives. That's where all the Seattle kind of rock stars live. Pete Carroll, like you're, there's, you're not going to get on. You're not even going to get on that street. Good luck. Um, or Microsoft or any of them. They're not setting up there. They're not setting up a T-Mobile's parking lot. They're setting up in this one area. And uh, I think that's the end of my rant. I don't have any more stuff to well, add to I, that. Do you have anything? I, just to add to that, um, you know, kind of the one news program that I can get through is Tucker Carlson. And he made the point that this is not a revolution of the poor against the powerful. This is a revolution of the rich against the middle class. Absolutely. Using, using the poor as weapons. 
And that is 100% correct because, hey, you know, no matter how much money these corporations um, give to Black Lives Matter and and what have you, guess what? Their neighborhoods still going to have police protection. Oh, They're absolutely. still living in gated communities. They don't have to worry about it. The only the people that this hurts are people in urban areas. The the same people that this is supposedly helping. Um, and if you get in, you know, you've you hear cops talk about the Ferguson effect. What happened after Ferguson? Crime went up because they're like, hmm, you know, I'm not taking the heat for it. You know, and they, they got less proactive um, and in some cases wouldn't even react when called like the, you know, this Seattle thing we talked about. So this is a, a very dangerous situation and, it, and it's not dangerous to Jeff Bezos. It's dangerous to, to your your person living in a high rise apartment in downtown Seattle or, um, you know, low income housing in major cities or LA or what have you. It's, this is, you know, the, the people virtue signaling are not the people impacted by what's going on. Absolutely. The, uh, you know, the only time the national guard, uh, was called into any mall riot that I know of, uh, especially in the Washington area, was the uh, closest mall in proximity to Bill Gates's home. That <laughs> <laughs> was the only time the, that the National Guard came in. So yeah. uh, I, they're going to be fine. The lead are going to be fine. This is not. A, it, it does feel like, and not to kind of step all over this or jump into stuff uh, too early, but it feels like this might be a class situation, not a uh, race situation. But on the other hand, they're saying free black. Did you see that they've they've uh, segregated the garden? The gardens for black and indigenous people only. Yes. Yeah. The, so they've they've immediately put up by, a wall and segregated things. So you know, no worries. The uh, the so Valhalla of uh, <laughs> by garden. You what you're referring to is some dirt thrown on top of a bunch of broken down cardboard with on top uh, of grass with some plants shoved in. Yep. Not not growing out of it, just shoved no. into it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and that's for black and indigenous people only. And there's been some interesting clips come out of there. There's some speakers who are saying, you know, everybody take everybody who's white, take out $10 and give it to a black person before you leave today. And if you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to take part in this revolution because mm-hmm. we are uh, going to have to give more than that for reparations. So you better get on board with giving, you know, walk up to a black person right now and give them $10. Yeah, this is LARPing at its finest. For those who don't know the term, that is live action role playing. Instead of uh, doing everything on social media, they're just living out social media in real life. So yeah, just, you just go down there and you know bring your sign or your machete, depending on which side you're on, and uh, <laughs> you know you can kind of get things done. Did you see uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s son had a tweet about this? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. Great name <laughs> on the, on the Twitter. Says the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is about six tents and barricades left over by the police and 30 people wandering around. Please stop treating it like it's some sort of revolution. There's a GameStop like a block away. Stop LARPing in our neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was good. But right after that, he says, uh, and to the mega Twitter getting a hold of this, 
F Trump too. We can have sensible police reform and reallocate some sources to community organizations that are better equipped to help homeless, mental illness, domestic violence, etc. We don't need anarchy, socialism, or fascism. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'm kind of bummed about anarchy being given such a bum rap here. And we always knew it was going to, though, right? <laughs> we always knew. People think anarchy, and there's, I mean, there's an anarchy uh, symbol spray painted about, I don't know, a mile and a half from my house on, on the wall near a blm you know spray paint so it's uh you always knew we were getting stuck with that yeah but uh, it, it's uh anarchy and communism it's not possible for those two concepts to go together and yet that's what is happening here the you can't have anarchy and communism together I don't think they actually want anarchy. I think they like they don't want anarchy as we would actually say what anarchy right. is. There's, they want there's, chaos. There's no um, individual liberty uh, being pushed whatsoever. This is all collectivism. All you know, what group are you a part of? Collective guilt. Um, you know, it's it's pretty sick to watch for sure. Absolutely. Your connection is tough. I hopefully hope it's coming through on the uh, recording okay. But um, did you get a chance to listen to Chris White's latest podcast? Not his latest one, no. He talks about that, that you know, first off, this was not necessarily the end times just because we're alive and weird stuff's happening, which I just had me like yelling amen at my speakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing he kept saying was, you know, for socialism to take over and then for persecution of Christians to happen is like the norm throughout history. Socialism will be the next step at the fall of an empire and then social, you know, for them to persecute Christians, whether it's in the next few years or 50 or 100 years from now, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world and it doesn't mean it's abnormal. It's very consistent throughout history. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know about socialism, but just blatant authoritarian tyrant rule yeah right once the socialists get all like and that's what he said too once satan has the kind of uh levers of power immediately he just wants to start treating christians and jews poorly with you know for instance stalin torturing and killing millions of christians under his reign you know uh the romans of course did the same it just kind of I don't know. It just was it, it. It was kind of depressing, but also a little bit relieving at the same time. Like, hey, this is not abnormal. It's not. This has happened before. We're going to make it. It's going to be fine. Um. Yeah, or we're not going to make it. Yeah, right. I mean, that. So I. Yeah, I I do agree, but at the same time, I'm sympathetic to the people that are like, you know. Doesn't anyone else see that this is destroying the country? Um, Absolutely, because yeah. it because it is. It is. And uh, does our country deserve to be destroyed? It probably does. Maybe. You know, maybe. Uh, They're looking at abortion and aggression. Well, of war. Yeah, uh, abortion and um, I. This story is mainly about uh, Canada, but. This is exactly uh, what was done in New York, New Jersey, 
Washington um, and other places in the country with the elderly. I mean, there's there's the saying, I forget who said it, but you can tell, you know, what kind of a country you have by how it treats the very young and the very old. Mm. Um, and uh, James Corbett just interviewed the gal that wrote this. Is it all right if we go into this one now? Is that sure? Yeah, why not? This yep. is kind of the main. This was. Uh, I don't get. Uh, you know, like emotionally upset by very much stuff that I read, but this was truly upsetting, and I, I, you know, we don't have time to go through the whole thing, but uh, well, let's see. Looks like they are. So this is from. Rosemary Free, F-R-E-I, is her last name. It's from Off Guardian, which uh, James Corbett's been doing a lot with them lately. And it's a, it's specifically about uh, Canada and what their their policies were. Okay, so I'll, I'll read the first section and then we can just kind of talk um, about the overall eugenics part of it but and it says during the COVID-19 pandemic people in care homes have been dying in droves why is this happening is it simply because older adults are very vulnerable to SARS-CoV-2 and therefore it's not unexpected that many would succumb or do care homes deserve the lion's share of the blame such as by um, paying so poorly that many workers have to split their time between several facilities spreading the virus in the process Alternatively, could medical experts and government bureaucrats with the full knowledge of at least the top tier of government officials have created conditions shortly after the, after the pandemic struck that contribute to the high death tolls while engendering virtually no public backlash against, against themselves? This article shows that the third hypothesis is highly plausible. The people who created the conditions may be unaware of or oblivious to their implications but it's also possible that at least some of them know exactly what they're doing. After all, seeing it from an amoral government's point of view, the growing numbers of elderly are a big burden on today's fiscally strained governments, because in aggregate they're paying much less into the tax base than younger people, while causing the costs of health care and retirement programs to skyrocket. Here are three sets of, of conditions that collectively create a framework for enabling significantly boosted care home deaths and doing so with impunity, even while most of each set of conditions in isolation may appear to be purely for the benefit of everyone in society. 1. Bureaucrats develop extremely broad definitions of novel coronavirus infections and outbreaks. This is coupled with the continuing presence in a number of care homes scattered across jurisdiction, across each jurisdiction, of at least one nurse or physician who follows every letter of all definitions and rules. Such individuals are always present in every discipline, but in the medical milieu, their actions can be deliberate, deadly, and very hard to, dete to detect. Two, influential organizations and individuals produce hospital care rationing guidelines that recommend younger people receive higher priority than the elderly during the pandemic by giving significant weight to how many years of life patients would have ahead of them if treatment is successful. Also, some guidelines bar care home residents from being transferred to the hospital. Three, 
The chief coroner and leaders of the funeral, cremation, and burial industries craft procedures that fundamentally change the way care home deaths are documented and bodies dealt with. Their stated goal is to prevent overburdening of medical staff and body storage areas during the surge in COVID-19 deaths. They also put them into effect very quickly with no notice to the public. This gives those directly affected very limited opportunity or input or pushback. Among the many radical changes is death certificates are no longer completed by people who care for care home residents. Instead, they are filled in by the chief coroner's office. Also, examination of the undisturbed death scene is prevented, as are all but a very few post-mortems and other sober second looks at the cause and mode of death. In the background are the complicit ranks of public health organizations, politicians, media, and many other influential individuals. When the pandemic first strikes, they focus on how new, dangerous, and poorly understood the virus is. As one side effect, this scares off many care home staff so so much that they flee in fear, leaving their overwhelmed colleagues to cope. After a short time, they also start to distract the public and victims' loved ones from uncovering the three sets of conditions by focusing on other factors in the rash of deaths among institutionalized elderly, and by insisting the solution to everything is more testing and contact tracing along with accelerated vaccine and antiviral development. This article shows how the three sets of conditions were put in place in Ontario, Canada. Variations on these conditions very likely have been crafted in other jurisdictions in North America, Europe, and elsewhere. An exclusive interview with the daughter of one of the dozens of people who died during an outbreak in an Ontario care home illustrates how the three sets of conditions work in practice. All right, I'll I'll stop there. Um, Some of the major highlights from the article, they said um, any literally any symptom means covid Hmm. in these care homes so any resident of a care home has any symptom that was defined as oh covid19 is breaking out in the care home and all these government protocols are put into place um these care homes just like what we talked about in in michigan and and other places were required to accept COVID positive patients from other places and take them into their facility, even when they weren't already residents, which is just insane. Um, Then they were, yeah. (laughs) um, Instead of, actual treatments they were uh basically just like oh they've got covid they're gonna die give them morphine and uh just make them comfortable while while we kill them um by putting them on a ventilator they they wouldn't even put these people on a ventilator because in in this location they wouldn't even accept um hospitals were not accepting patients from care homes yeah so but yes the the nursing home thing um and yeah one of us should have thrown that interview it's an hour-long video with the um kind of the undercover nurse undercover nurse yeah yeah 
Yeah. I got so I got the clips pulled up. I don't know if you know we want to okay. play any of those or not, or we could link to it or whatever you want to do. But this this um, <clears throat> as we talked about last time, but it, in the show that uh, lost to the ether. Easy, um, easy, easy. This is absolutely intentional. This is uh, it's eugenics in action. And if there's any justice in the world, uh, people like Governor Cuomo, uh, Governor Whitmer, um, and all these health ministers, they should go to prison for the rest of their lives. Not going to happen. Um, no. We can get into uh, <laughs> other people who won't be going to prison in, in the next topic we talk about. But... This was absolutely done intentionally um, for a variety of motives. But I think overall, this is this is Bill Gates and eugenics. You know, this is um, killing off the people that uh, are looked at as not essential and not beneficial to society. They're too expensive. It takes too much to, to care for them. And... Um, you know, just the the brutality of this uh, is is the reason. You know, I said earlier, our country is getting destroyed, and it probably deserves to be. But it, it, unfortunately, it wasn't much better in the hospitals. As the undercover nurse kind of goes on, yep. there wasn't rapid testing. They were taking people who were suspected of COVID and putting them in the same ward as other people with COVID, and they're um, using slow testing. So that, yep. oh, oh, you came in, you think you might have it, so we'll test you, stick you in a ward with people who might also have it for five days, and then if you didn't have it when you came in, you sure got it now. Yeah. Yeah, rapid testing. Here's undercover nurse for rapid testing. We have, in the United States, and we've had it for a while, a rapid test. That's 45 minutes. Do you have COVID, don't you? Um, they're not They're not doing the rapid test here. They're not? No. They, uh-huh. Okay. Elmhurst, I, I, you've never seen no, them. Nope, they don't do it. It's too expensive. They do five day. It's like five to seven day turnaround. In the meantime, they admit them onto COVID units. So non-COVIDs, the rule outs are going to COVID units and waiting for the results. Even though we have a rapid result, which is 45 minutes, and they're not doing it. No. Not one. But would you say it's too expensive? I mean, isn't this all getting charged to the fund anyway? I mean, why not do it? Why not? I mean, are you saying that? I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I asked that doctor <clears throat> about it. How come you guys don't do the rapid test here? Acidic links. I mean, it exists. It's just they don't have access to it. It's only limited supply. So if you have deep pockets, you get first. Oh, so money. Most times it's money about everything, yes. That's sad. It's reality. Just reality. So that was just, re- just reality, says the doctor from India. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And that's not to be racist, but, you know, it's an interesting. Uh, well, um, it's you, and this is what has happened in the UK. 
Uh, Wait a second. I thought universal health care was good. When they, government controls health care and it's free, it's good. Don't you know anything? You, Gosh, you bring you in do. you bring in foreign doctors who have no um, no attachment to the population you're dealing with, and then you tell them, you know, you will do X, Y, and Z, um, and you don't get to to make your own choices. The, the idea of becoming a doctor used to be, you know, it's really hard. It's very expensive, and if you attain that MD, you get to make decisions based on your knowledge and expertise. Now it's, uh, no, 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 no. We don't need doctors to make decisions and figure stuff out and diagnose and what have you. No, just execute uh, whatever treatment plan, whatever diagnostic uh, you know, protocol that the um, government or, you know, insurance-based, whatever the, the system is in your country, uh, whatever they say to do. They say hydroxychloroquine, um, you're not allowed to give it out. You're not allowed to give it out. And this is part of the reason for the push for uh, single-payer health care. Um, because single-payer means uh Government is boss, and whatever treatments they say you get is what you get, and whatever treatments they say you can't get, you can't get. And we're seeing this play out um, country after country. You know, the only uh, success stories we're seeing are from doctors who are willing to take the risk of getting sued um, and thinking for themselves. And saying, hey, you know what? Vitamin C works. Oh, what do you know? Zinc and hydroxychloroquine work. And it's really cheap. Um, and it, this is... Also, go ahead. Yeah. This is... Um, this is a big push towards... Uh, oh, look at all these things that went wrong. We need more federal control over everything. They, they might even turn around and say, look at all these nursing home deaths and how terrible it was. Oh, the answer is m more federal regulation and, and training. Same way, you know, with the, with the police thing, um, newsflash, they're not getting rid of police. Okay. <laughs> this is, you know... Same same way Obamacare got passed, they start out saying single payer, and it ends up being, you know, the worst of both worlds, where the government gets more and more control, and everything's still really expensive. With police, it's going to be, oh, defund the police, abolish the police. Oh no, wait, what we're going to do is we're going to spend more money on it, and we're going to give them, uh, you know, less power more restrictions and more federal training and that's where we're going to federalize the police that's where that's where defund the police ends up but absolutely anyway. it's going to be a national police force or they're going to go to autonomous police force with police force <laughs> with um uh drones and facial recognition that's the direction uh before we get too far off topic you said it was it was uh bringing in the, the other doctor and then it's policies from higher up. 
the last this and I'm getting these clips from No Agenda Show. But both Andrew and I listen to it. We recommend people go check it out. We listen to probably James Corbett and No Agenda Show the most. Chris White has recently started back up, so we love him too. Uh, but these are the shows we follow for some of our information, and I'm just stealing clips outright from that show. So I figure I give him the uh, the uh, the nod. But here is the uh, the word from the higher ups. Uh, you're being told how to to uh, to doctor, and uh, you don't get to make the choices. They are told to you from above. This comes about two minutes long, Andrew. Why are we being told not to? Actually, I mean, because I'm going to tell you right now, if he bottoms out, I'm jumping on his chest. Period. Point blank. It's going to happen. Because until that status is changed in the computer, that's what I'm obligated to do. And just some background. This person's arguing about whether or not we're supposed to resuscitate. Because she's saying if there's, they're being told not to resuscitate patients at this hospital. But... She says, hey, it's not on the computer. I don't see a note of do not resuscitate from the family. If I don't see it, I'm jumping on his chest. I'm going to until, you know, that's my job. Until I have word otherwise, then I'm going to try and save his life. My nursing license. Right. um, Because you guys aren't going to back me up and protect me. Well, Elmhurst does have a a policy given, like a COVID policy given the scarcity of dialysis and blood. It can be a chem code. It can be whatever. It's not, there's not a, it's a difference. Normally the standard is whatever the family says, like we just do. So they will say code them for five years, like you just do that. Right. Um, It's a little bit different now because of the new policy in place with Dr. In place, which is that you don't need full family consent. Like you can just tell someone that it's medically futile, and that we're not right. willing to just pour blood and resources into something that is, would be impossible to get back. Right. But I look, it's great. He's 37. I mean, it's great. well. So they tried. Well, our higher ups have agreed, and our attendings agree that this is futile care at this point. He is not going to make it. I said he doesn't have an upbeat drip going. He doesn't have anything to sustain going. And I said, yeah. Who decided this? And I said, can you put a comfort care order in that? No, we can't do that. Can you put a DNR order in? No, we can't do that. I said, so what's our plan? Do we well, modify? She goes, well, he's dying. And I'm like, I understand that. But there needs to be an order indicating that either I'm doing compressions or I'm not doing compressions. Well, I can say that we can now be in agreement that we will do it. I will definitely. Because yeah. I'm going to jump on him. Yeah. So will I. I'll go right with you. I don't care. That's what we That's what we're here for. I'm not playing like, like these Until they games. change his status, that he is a DNR, and they can do a true physician consent if they've talked to the family. Yeah. But until they change it, and I see it, he's a full coach. Orders from on high, and it was all based on the scarcity of resources, scarcity of blood, scarcity of the the ventilator machines. Remember, the hospitals are going to be overrun mm. before it even yeah. got here. I I you know I fell for it, dude. I logged in, I found the Who's report before it came here because I wanted to be Johnny on the spot and find it. And I read the report that showed the hospitals were overrun. That uh, you know, people are going to die. There's going to be more ventilator, more people that are needed on to be on ventilators than there is the ventilators available. I came home. I didn't work. I fell for it. I mean, I'm right there with everybody else. I 100% fell for it. I thought, hey, this is something that has never happened before. And they got everybody to do it. I think surprisingly to the powers that be, they got everybody mm-hmm. to do it. Um, but there was this no, time, there yes. was no scarcity. 
There yeah, was no scarcity. The policy of do not resuscitate on a 37-year-old person. He's two years younger than I am, Andrew. Yeah. He, he's, he, no, no resuscitate. Are you kidding me? I have three kids to take care of. Two and a, two and a, two and a half, two and a quarter. <laughs> it's um, So it's like, what? So the... And it's orders from higher up. It's that stupid Milgram experiment. Isn't it the Milgram experiment? Yeah. Oh, God. It can be started. It's... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's orders from on high. It's doctors that don't have uh, experts, bro. Experts, they're experts, Andrew. Yeah. Come on, you have to do well, what they say. This, the, I mean, there should be um, medical malpractice suits that dwarf anything that's ever been We've seen. We've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and. I think uh, this whole doctors and nurses are heroes thing, I think it's preemptive propaganda. Yep. And it's like, but it also works on them saying like, yeah, I do you, you might feel kind of bad about killing these people off left and right, but don't worry. It's what had to be done. And you're a hero just for going to work. You know, you're, it's not, you're a hero because you saved someone's life. It's a hero. You're a hero just because you went to work and followed orders. Hey, Andrew, I don't know if you know, but I got some new information recently. Not all heroes wear capes. So, uh, yeah, I don't know about this whole questioning doctors and nurses and what their practices are. And I'm not even questioning doctors and nurses. We're looking at the policy. What was the policy from Cuomo or Inslee on down into all the the uh, hospitals and the healthcare facilities? How many times did I log on to some form of social media during the quarantine lockdown and see nurses twerking and dancing in the hallway? <laughs> it just yeah. kept happening because they were bored stiff. People walking up to these uh, these places where they're supposedly accepting and drive through testing and everything. And there's no one there. We were going to we they they shut off CenturyLink Field. For those of you that don't know, the. Our beloved Seattle Seahawks play there. This they brought the National Guard in. This is going to be the center for all these people that are going to be sick. We're going to bring them here. We're going to take care. No one ever came. Yep. No one. Not just like it wasn't full. No one. But down the street from my house, Daddy, is this playground close too? <laughs> yeah. We've lost our minds. Yeah. In this country, we've lost our minds and nobody can talk to each other. All they can do is take to the streets and riot and yell at each other on social media or beat each other up based on race or whatever sign they're holding. It's very sad. It's hard to get through. Sometimes I feel depressed, but it, it's it's happening all around us. And just like that nurse said, I don't care what you say. I'm going to get on him and do CPR if he starts to die. That's what we need more of. We need more of that in every fashion of life. Whether yep. it's me at work, doing the small things that I can do, or me going to the park and playing on the toys anyway, because it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> yep. Kids don't get sick. Ten-year-olds, below ten, zero deaths, even by the phony numbers. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah, bizarre. That... And the whole country is like this. And then there's a weird subtext of like, a whole bunch of conspiracy stuff going on, which maybe we can move into. But let me let yeah. me stop yelling at the microphone. I'm sure I'm overmodulating and everything else, and uh, let you let you have a, a chance to speak. No, I I'm right there with you. This is uh, 
It's a psyop. The whole thing is a psyop. These stupid masks are a psyop. The mask doesn't do anything. I'm at the park. There's people walking around in the great outdoors with masks on. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to Seattle. Where the, where the, when the sky is out, the sun is shining. This is, I will I would put it up against any place on earth, the most beautiful place so, you could live. And, uh, and, it, and there's green everywhere, and you have a mask on. Because what? Because somehow COVID is going to drift <laughs> 50 feet from the playground up into your nose, and you're going to get sick, and you're going to go home, and you're going to be asymptomatic, another BS thing that they came up with. <laughs> Right. And you're going to go home and you're going to give it to your grandma who may die. So that's so, why you're wearing a mask. And that there's a, a word that we um, used to use commonly instead of asymptomatic. It's called you're not sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole the whole asymptomatic thing is a psyop. The masks are a psyop. It's yeah. the same thing as the TSA line. To make you think that this is done because of September 11th and it doesn't stop anybody from anything. It just inconveniences you and peeps it in the front of your mind that, hey, there's terrorists out there. By the way, where are the terrorists? What's ISIS up to? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, Why is uh, there a, fleet, a free market slave trade in Libya for black well, people? I, I Syria, the, uh, totally off the map. Lebanon, apparently Lebanon, they've frozen their banks. You can only get $100 out a week. I mean, none of this news makes any headlines it's all trump is terrible we're gonna die from covid we have to get rid of cops yeah this nation this country is under attack by the 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 new world order and it's very sad to watch but it's also somewhat uh uh, encouraging to see how many people are like yeah i'm not really on board with this yeah but those same people when i really talk to them they mention hey i'm not on board with this but they go along they're too scared to talk to each other they go along. Yeah. I mean, people, you got to stop wearing the masks. Like, that's... It, the, it's not the Christian thing to do. Like, sorry. You're, if you wear the mask... Uh, and I'm talking about in environments where you have no business wearing a mask. Like, he, it, we've got to stand up for the employees that are being forced to wear masks. Um you know, it, <laughs> people are. That's that's the way that most people are being forced to go along with it. Is yeah. like oh, my job says I've got to wear a mask, yeah. Yeah. and as a you know, as a customer, as a free citizen, you got to stand up for people and say like they shouldn't have to wear the mask if they don't want to. Um, and whether that means like. Like, hey, I want to support your business, but if you're going to make make your employees wear masks, I'm not going to. Um, that seems to be about the only only thing that companies listen to. Um, they feel like they're going to take more heat from the other side if they don't have the stupid mask policies and the and the there is donations. The person Black running Lives for president. Yeah. There is the person who is running for president now who has changed his Twitter icon unironically to him wearing a mask and sunglasses. Joe Biden. <laughs> his Twitter icon is him with a black mask and sunglasses, unironically running for president. Yeah. What yeah. planet did I get dropped off on? That's <laughs> uh, crazy. It's got to it's got to stop. I am you know? so fatigued. Every day I wake up and just endure more of it. And I guess my 
rebellion is to continue on with my family as I did before as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, just I, make plans. I mean, <sighs> I mean, so it's like, I still literally do not have a mask and I'm not worn a mask yet. Good you for know? you. I mean, that's where, that's where I'm at. But it, you know, like we've talked about, uh, I'm fortunate to be in a situation where I can work from home and it's pretty, pretty easy to socially distance doing the things that I'm doing. So I, it's not like I'm getting up in people's faces over the no mask thing. And, and to be fair, you know, a, going to the store or what have you, I have yet to have anyone like in person face to face say like, Hey, you should be wearing a mask. So even, even in liberal Oregon, I did once I walked into Costco, I had it on my three-year-old exempt, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, I, I rolled down the, the, uh, the aisle about 20 feet and I told, took it off. And I started to hear this guy come running up. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. And I knew he was there, but I didn't turn around. And just turned, and, and he just got right up next to me. Sir, put on your mask. Actually, you know, he said, can you please? Can you please put on your mask? And I just wanted to be, you know, I wanted to unload, but I didn't. Because yeah. it's just some dude who's being told to do this. I wanted yeah. to be like, hey, I thought I paid to be a member here. Like, what do I, what if I don't want to? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's, I guess some people are making cards that say that medically they don't have to. Um I don't want to get in the mask debate. Who cares? But that's the only time I got told to wear a mask. I went to yeah. Whole Foods the other day. There's a mask box of masks, masks by the door. And I'm walking in. And the lady, like, grabs it with tongs and, like, like holds it up to me. And, you know, Whole Foods, everybody in there is wearing a mask. This, these yeah. are the people that are wearing masks. And uh, so I said, oh, okay. I said, I have to wear this. She goes, you don't have to. I said, I don't have to? No. I'm not wearing this thing. Yeah. You know, people people walking around just looking at me. I'm getting looks in Whole Foods. I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care, man. This whole this is bizarre. This whole yeah. thing is just it's just bizarre. And uh let's move on to the to the next topic, which I think is gonna tie into like everything else. Um and one thing that's kinda happened is a backlash from the right. And I've had to check check my privilege check myself uh recently because i keep agreeing with republicans and trump and <laughs> it feel it feels weird right because like, i don't i don't want that right i don't want to be like a republican but i'd also a lot of things that they're for right now i'm for too like mm-hmm. let's get it straight i've never been a bootlicker i've never been somebody who's into police brutality we've documented police brutality this entire show this, I, I hate mm-hmm. being put in the position where now i'm defending police to people who are just like, we got to get rid of them. Maybe. I mean, but I don't, I mean, no, I don't think so. Like it doesn't, I haven't had great interactions. I know some police that are good. I don't think that getting rid of them is the answer because the answer is going to be, the answer is going to be not what you think it is, Mr. Beep on the police. The answer is going to be facial recognition and like sending you a ticket to your home in like the Seattle technologically advanced area where you start using GPS units on your car and we'll send you a ticket when you speed. That's going to be the answer to no police, Mr. Mr. Defund the police, or it's going to be national police. We're going to get a national police or both. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that's exactly right. Uh, Nationalized police and the um, uh, control grid police rather than actual police. So, because they, all the technology is there, 
Yeah, it is. You know, for red light, that, red light cameras, yeah. giving you speeding tickets remotely, all that stuff is absolutely 100% in place already. As someone who is not a police officer but asks people to give me their insurance from their phone or from their, their glove box three, four times a day, mm-hmm. you would not believe the amount of people that have the app on their phone that is also like a, you know, Allstate has this app that you download and it'll like, you know, you drive, it basically monitors how fast you drive. Yeah. And you drive safer and therefore you're every, every month your stuff gets lower. You get lower premiums. Lots of people <laughs> are going with that. Hey, it saves me money. But it's actually monitoring how fast you drive. That sort of stuff is all on your smartphone. And that is, once they turn that on, it's like, this is going to be the new law enforcement. We don't need people. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Your Allstate app isn't racist. So this is going to be great. We'll do all our tickets <laughs> this way. And, you know, income is going to go up for all these municipalities around the world, around the country. It's not yeah, a good answer. No. What planet no. have I landed on? Again, I have to defend the police. That's yeah, all they, we talked about. If we look up police brutality on this show in our archives... It's got to bring up 20-something shows where we're talking about it. And now I'm in a position of having to explain why we would need police. I'm, 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 I'm slowly losing <laughs> my mind, man. Serious yeah. cognitive dissonance. The entire country is experiencing cognitive dissonance in like almost every facet of their life. Yeah, not healthy. No. But although, I, you know, I will say... Hey, let's let's keep in mind this is the same country that uh, staged 9/11 against its own people to get us into endless wars on on terror. So it's not like the country suddenly went bad. Yeah, I know. I guess <laughs> I guess it's I, yeah. Good point. Good point. So moving right along, I just went up to multi. I don't know if we talked. We did. We talked about this in our in our Lost to the Archives show, uh, but I went to multiple people in the store. And uh, did some uh, some just kind of uh, some non-scientific asking of questions to see. Everybody's in on conspiracy right now. Everybody's in on almost everything. Do you know what's going on right now? Do you think it's real? I don't know. I think they're trying to get control. And Bill Gates is definitely a bad guy. And do you know about Jeffrey Epstein? Whoa, hold on a second. Really? That's where you are? Yeah, yeah, that's where I am. You know about Epstein? Yeah, I do know about Epstein. And then it's, you know, then I've got people coming back. Hey, man, what do you know about child sacrifice from the elite? <laughs> I'm serious, man. Yeah. And a lot of that. A yeah. lot of that. And All right. So now it's time to move into what you've put together for us. Yeah. So, well, do you want to talk about like what is what is your opinion of it, either in the very recent past or what is your attitude? towards QAnon. What's your... Well, I, I'll brush QAnon aside. What it is, yeah. I'll, I'll brush Q, QAnon aside for a second. And I want to clarify something. I've talked about this in the show previously. We may have new listeners or people who have never listened or don't know me in real life, whatever. I actually came back to Christianity after being raised in a Christian home in my mid-20s after kind of waking up to conspiracy stuff, including 9-11 and other things. And went really far down a rabbit hole where I found satanic ritual abuse, um, sacrificing of children, and pedophilia by elites. And some of this stuff is extremely provable. Jeffrey Epstein 
is number one on the list at this point because everybody knows it's a household name now. Mm-hmm. What a bizarre world we live in. Yeah. Um, but you can look at some weird cases like uh, the Franklin scandal uh, that's documented. It's a real thing. It happened. You can look at the Dutro affair. What is it? The the one in uh, in uh, in uh, uh, Europe. Um, you can look at different uh, elites who have been arrested or people in positions of power. DuPont uh, members who have been arrested for pedophilia. All, all kinds of stuff. come out on Jimmy Savile. That's admitted. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Savile, exactly. That's all admitted. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, so those things are all very 100% provable. You don't need a conspiracy tinfoil hat to put on. That thing, that stuff is all there. It just isn't really broadcast largely. So anyway. I kind of started to realize, okay, are people really this bad? And I look into it and I see, okay, turns out, yes, they are. And I start thinking, okay, just humans themselves can't be this bad. This has to be, what are they getting out of it? Power. They're getting power out of sacrificing innocent children in horrible ways. And it keeps them in a higher position. And, okay, if that's true, then that stuff I learned as a kid is true. And I already know the answer to this. And that is that this is not the world where God is in control. He is in control, but this is not his realm. He has let things kind of go their own way. Satan is in charge. And he has a lot of axes to grind, mainly that he wants to kill as many Christians as possible or try to get them to go to hell with him to complete the only rebellion that really exists, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, am I good so far with everything? Yeah, no, I think so, and I, and I think there is some, some, you know, spirituality in the spiritual dimension mm-hmm. is real, it and is. that is very much uh, true on the demonic side. Absolutely, think, they've convinced you know, that Middle America and I'm just going to say it: most American Christians. But that spiritual stuff, the demon stuff, you know, that's a, you know, that was happening back then. It doesn't really happen so much anymore. But here's the creepy part: the elite know it's real, mm-hmm. and they pander to spirits that will give them power by doing things that are terrible in order to get that power. Yeah. And you can look through it and look at Rosicrucianism. You can look at the Kabbalah. You can look at. Uh, all kinds of religions that they believe in, even into the higher ends of Scientology. Um, it just the list is never ending. Higher up in the New Age movement, where they're going onto the astral plane and you know remote viewing and stuff. You know, spirit guides. These are all spiritual forces that are real. And surprise, they're all demons, and they are not out for your best interest. They're out for their own agenda. And there are people on this earth who are willing to participate and be with them, not just in a, hey, I'm going to do Reiki and be a new age person, but like, hey, I will spill the blood of an innocent child in order to get high, get a power, get Mm -hmm. a... And ladies and gentlemen, this is not new. How many times in the Old Testament does God get mad that the Israelites are sacrificing their children to Molech? Like half a dozen? Because yeah. it, it's not new. This has been <laughs> happening since the beginning of time. It's just that American Christians have acted like it's no longer happening and forgot that it did. Moving right along, I became a Christian shortly after that and was into kind of conspiracies and into that sort of stuff. And that's how we started doing this podcast. Now, fast forward 12 years later, and my mother is texting me about Jeffrey Epstein. What planet? 
have I landed <laughs> on? Because people at work are talking about satanic ritual abuse. People at work are talking about, I think babies are being sacrificed. People at right. work are talking about missing children. People at work are talking about pedophilia. My friends and family are talking to me about pedophilia in the elite in Hollywood. And turns out there's this whole movement, which if you start looking into pedophilia or satanic ritual abuse at this moment in time, that you will be led into, and that is QAnon. Yeah, Q, QAnon. And so if you look up any mainstream media um, kind of discrediting history of QAnon or um, just description of QAnon, they always tie it back to Pizzagate. Okay. And the implication is, is well, of course we know Pizzagate there was nothing to that whatsoever because some nutcase went into a pizza store and thought there would be kids there and, and couldn't get the lock open and, and shot a couple bullets off and therefore uh, proves the whole thing was bogus. Um, and I've never seen definitive evidence that pizza, nothing about Pizzagate was fabricated. <laughs> Right, exactly. I've never seen anything that, so, that, that Pizzagate didn't make sense. But the Podesta but this, emails, the, the 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 Hillary Clinton emails, the go ahead. Yeah. So and the guy that ran the pizza store, just disgusting, uh, you know, pedophilia type images of kids in bondage and just just disgusting stuff. Like Pizzagate was real. Okay. Oh yeah. Maria Bramovich, Bramovich, whatever her name is, spirit cooking, that stuff is all very real. Yeah. So the, it's just like they they've got the straw man. The one example, like, oh look, the pizza chain didn't have kids locked in the basement. It's like, well, okay, no one's. That was never what it was about. Okay, but anyway. Um, so it's the it's the old straw man argument of you put the fake conspiracy out there, disprove that, and then um, use that to discredit all of the actual real Except information. Yeah, there's one real problem to that, and that is you can convince most of America that Hillary Clinton is possessed or evil, <laughs> yeah. and people are starting to see that. Well, and uh, so this Atlantic article, which I threw in there, you know, it does the same thing. It ties it to Pizzagate, and then it's it points to the first um, Q drop, the first Q posting on on 4chan, which talks about the imminent arrest of Hillary Clinton, right? HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton, um, and. Of course, that did not happen. Okay, and um, if you go through, and I'm only starting to scratch the surface on all these actual posts, you know, this stuff doesn't happen, or it um, is written in such a way that it is—it's uh, like a horoscope. You know, it's like a very vague thing where if you have that planted in your mind and then something can happen and it doesn't have to be a specific thing. It's just a 
a very general that type of thing and then all of a sudden wow look that was in the q drop um and let's 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 define the QAnon as other people okay. don't know. Maybe QAnon is a movement that thinks that Donald Trump is a enlightened one sent Superhero. here by God to drain <laughs> the swamp uh, of all of the cre- you know Congress critters and swamp things that are in Hollywood and in the White or excuse me in uh, Washington D.C. who are taking place in these satanic rituals with children or abuse of children and QAnon believes that slow the 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 don't forget the quarantine is a reason to to get everybody off the streets so that he can you know send his forces to go out and arrest these people and put them in house arrest you know Ellen Tom Hanks they're all in house arrest wait, right. awaiting uh, Bill Gates awaiting uh, uh, execution which. You know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. And this is part of why I don't believe QAnon's real. I want all that to be true. <laughs> yeah, I do. I want all and, that to be true. Because and then all of it is it provo- doesn't much of it when it makes provable claims, they are almost always false. So, How like so? well, um you know, Hillary HRC to be arrested for treason didn't happen. When um, can't wait. <laughs> Sounds good. When <laughs> the she will have to testify uh, come September. I don't know if the, everybody missed that during all this rioting. The the ships are really, um, you know, really oh, there yeah. to take away all the pedophiles and what have you. And the Mueller um, is usually is actually working with Trump, and they're gonna bust all the bad guys like this stuff does not happen okay the wicked um are still there the corruption is still there and none of this gets resolved and the message and my you know main problem with QAnon is the message is always like sit back and enjoy the show oh yeah it's you know superhero trump is going to solve everything just you wait people it doesn't happen okay and and and, and so you've got a lot of of what i think is real information um and then it just gets totally wasted because the message from it is just sit back and watch 100 percent. that's where i'm at with it too man that's 100 percent where i'm at and it It you know it's a I would love to hear from people. Um, I put it out there on New Agenda Social, like, hey, if you're like a true believer here, I want to hear from you, and I want to hear your side of the story. So I'm, I'm still open to that. So if people, you know, want to send send in stuff and say, like, hey, you know, this actually happened, and see, this proves that it it's out there. All that I can tell is this is, um, it's someone or some group of people that is trying to uh get people to vote for donald trump like that's all i see yeah well it not i I agree i think it's a two-pronged approach get people to vote for donald trump and not have them actually do anything about the fact that there are pedophiles running the world right sit back and somebody else will solve this problem for you don't spread the information don't talk about it just sit back and watch um so one article i thought was interesting and it's old but um vigilant citizen did a 
what was titled it's been a while since i've heard of them yeah i I know it's like uh yeah vigilance which same here right i mean i used to see vigilant citizen stuff all the time um goes to show you that uh you can't trust the algos to uh yeah to be bringing you stuff that you're actually interested in so you need to you know actually go to people's websites and support true independent media it's out there um and i'm not saying i endorse everything they've ever done but very interesting stuff and and uh it is interesting how (laughs) we both said the same thing oh i haven't heard from them in a while it's like i think i used to get emails from them so i don't know if i was unilaterally removed or if they had their email notification stuff shut down or what happened but um anyway so he he does a pretty good breakdown um without really making any uh big conclusions but he he does say um through his post q describes a global elite that is evil, satanic, and bent on pedophilia. In his descriptions, this elite group deals with international human trafficking. It orchestrates false flag events to advance its agenda and conducts occult rituals behind closed doors. It owns and uses Hollywood, mainstream media, and social networks to control the narrative and to censor the truth. While the above might not surprise the average truther, Q's message has a startling twist. Donald Trump is actually raging a silent war against this globalist elite and is even brewing a major counter-coup to retake the American government. According to Q, Mueller's investigation regarding Russian collusion is a front. In actuality, he's about to indict hundreds of high-profile politicians and celebrities, including the Clintons, the Podestas, the Soroses of this world. This operation is expected to cause intense turmoil and even riots. (laughs) <laughs> which we got the riots, but we we didn't get the, uh, the we didn't get the arrests. No, we didn't get the indictments. We didn't get the arrests. It's all, I think, bogus. It's all meant to for you to not do anything and to look foolish and what have you. Meanwhile, the Clintons, Podestas, and Soroses just march on their merry way. And, uh, you know. Could we get, uh, I don't know, could we get a hero figure that wasn't friends with Jeffrey Epstein back in the day (laughs) and doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't appoint Alex Acosta, who's the one who gave Epstein the sweetheart deal back in the day and doesn't appoint Bill Barr, who's really supposed to get to the bottom of all this and whose dad hired or, you know, just happened to be in charge of the same school where Epstein was hired at back in the day. Like this. And, you know, who doesn't hire Alan Dershowitz, who is Mm, uh, accused very credibly in all the Epstein stuff. Flight logs. He's on the flights. He's on the flights and he's got people saying, Alan Dershowitz raped me. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's out there. And that's who Trump hires to help with his defense team. And that's who Fox News puts on TV as like the constitutional expert who then also says, um, oh, yeah, the government can uh, vaccinate you against your will. What are you, a 
conspiracy theorists? Of course they can. <laughs> uh, so very problematic to think that Absolutely. um you know trump is gonna solve all these things. what i want to believe so i'm gonna leave the comment <laughs> section open of this yeah. uh, podcast go to revelationsradionews.com it'll be the very first post i'm gonna leave the comment section all the way open we never do that i'm gonna start doing that in the future i want to hear from people on this stuff please email us call it no, i can't call us email us go to the contact <laughs> form leave a comment do whatever you want try and get a hold of us let us know what your thoughts are i want to hear from people i want this to be more of a two-way dialogue than it has been um in the past as far as just i guess three-way would be would be the would be the way to put it so please do that um, i want to add it's a conversation it's a conversation yeah we're having a conversation so and the other thing i wanted to add to that what i've been thinking about lately a lot is <laughs> sun's going crazy so uh remember the helena helena petrovna blavatsky okay yeah do you remember her yeah. yes do you remember what she was constantly talking about in their writings from 1800s? The externalization uh, of the hierarchy. Hmm. Hmm. You think that's e- what's being? What's I don't being know. Done? I think that mo- more people than ever would believe that to get higher power, you have to sacrifice children. I don't you know, know. I do feel like it's a kind of a. Go ahead. Well, and um, you know that. The propaganda that's out there is so strong that there is a group of people that's like, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, nothing's more important than keeping abortion going. And um, if we've got to kill some old people and kill some unborn children and, uh, you know, wreck the economy, if that means getting rid of Donald Trump, it's worth it. You know, that's... Uh, there's a people. There's definitely people that have bought in, and um, we don't talk about the music industry and stuff like that very much on the show because I know I don't pay much attention, and I don't. I think you pay more attention, but not that much. Um, but they're definitely trying to to get people into the occult side of things. So. Absolutely, I think Lady Gaga is a provable Satanist. I think Jay Z has some weird ties, and I talked. We talked about this in the, the forgotten episode, but you know, rap music. We're talking about Black Lives Matter and what happened to rap music. Rap music in the late '80s mm. was Public Enemy, and yep. people talking. It's worth mentioning again, I guess. Public Enemy and people talking about, hey, things are not right in my neighborhood. Right. You know, I don't like this. I don't like the police. The police are bad. You know, NWA came out with the F- FTP or F the Police thing, and it was this the kind of movement, and then. Boom, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg arrive on the scene and that all starts to fall apart. It becomes more about being a gangster and right. being aggressive and getting the money and getting the women. And it goes into that kind of... Encouraging free- the criminality that will cause problems with the police and the pri- and prisons. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. And that ran rampant through the 90s into the early 2000s, maybe even to this day, but somewhere around the early 2000s, this is my own opinion, This the whole show is basically our opinions, but early 2000s, it feels like it goes to the bling-bling era, and the Mm bling-bling is just, I have money, I'm a baller, you're not, I'm better than you, I can get women. And it became all about the the drive for money. And then since then, it's pretty much been that, with some weird, you know, mealy-mouthed, 
kind of mumble rap stuff mixed in with no <laughs> real direction. It, beca- it became less of a, a cry of the, uh, the forgotten and more of a COINTELPRO, a, a co-opting of, hey, let's take this movement down this road like, hey, money is what you need. That's what should be the constant drive. And now you turn on the radio and all songs are about, honestly, most like sex. Almost all songs are just about sex. Like rap is mm-hmm. about sex now. You know, I still listen to Killer Mike or Moral Technique. They have curse words. I don't want you to don't don't message me if you don't like it. But I like people who talk about things. I love the genre of rap because it was about something. And now Mm -hmm. it's become co-opted and moving along all the sex, 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 sex stuff. You throw in some weird stuff. There's Baphomets and lyrics and, and, you know, Jay-Z singing a song to Lucifer. And there's, you know, speaking of Vigilant Citizen, the guy's made an entire, you know, catalog (laughs) of just documenting all of the hip hop stuff that's Satanist. Right. And it's anyway, I've I've got off on a kind of a tangent there. Externalization of the hierarchy is basically uh, trying to get people to openly buy in and worship Satan more or less. Right. I mean, that's what seems to be the on the agenda um and just if you want to get to the point where it's uh it's killing christians time uh that's where you have to get to so and hey we're getting close (laughs) we're not to killing christians time yet but we're definitely i mean we're definitely in a weird space where you know the chaz zone exists and there's weird stuff going on there i'm not saying they're gonna start killing christians tomorrow um but uh yeah it's oh and it feels strange one i should have got the video for this but did you see i think it was cnn and they're talking about the atlanta the atlanta the man killed in the drive-thru right yeah yeah i saw the video saw the video so the guy's passed out drunk in his car the drive the employees call the cops cops show up are super nice to the guy. I think that was their whole problem, is they're too nice to him. Uh, In the beginning, and borderline, like, unprofessional, like, like, hey, man, oh, really? You only had a drink and a half, and you can't remember what you drank? And um, so the guy, they end up deciding to put him under arrest, very casually, like, this guy you know, hey, put your hands behind your back, and the guy starts resisting, fights them, gets a taser away from them, uh, looks like he shoots one of them with the taser, starts running off, and then they shoot the guy in the back. Like, everything the police did there was wrong. Like, the the way they tried to put the handcuffs on him and then shooting him in the back just made it a thousand times worse. Um, But... On CNN, they had a lady say, well, the cops were going to just kill him in cold blood anyway, and so his only chance was to fight back and make a run for it, which is the most insane (laughs) piece of dangerous thing that I've ever seen a cable news talking head say. Like, you're telling an entire nation of people... uh, at least, you know, she's saying it only applies to black people, but, um, oh, in your interactions with police, your only chance is to fight back with everything you've got and see what happens. 
that is I can... <laughs> it's just so infuriating to watch because people will die if they believe that. Yes. Yeah. Like that will, you know, we've talked about on this show all the times cops have shot you for for not a good reason. But if you fight the cops, you will get shot. Like Absolutely that's a you'll get shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know three three three. I have to end this eventually, but the three firsthand uh, things I wanted to give you. One, as someone who's been arrested, let's say half a dozen times for being drunk, never got killed. Just wanted to put that out there. I'm not black though, so maybe that's part of it. Uh, two, uh, I was speaking to a guy yesterday about the Wendy's thing, and this guy happens to be super into jujitsu. And he said, he's like, dude, that video is torturous to watch. He's like, never does anybody in that video have any real experience with hand-to-hand combat or what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. The guy's obviously stronger than the two dudes and just forced their way. Like, he says there's one point where the officer almost has him in knee to stomach. And he goes, when you're on knee on stomach, you should be there. That's it. Mm-hmm. End of story. If you know what you're doing, that's a wrap. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, but they go from knee to stomach to getting off balance to falling forward on his face. He said when he saw him fall forward on his face, he's like, there's no way this ends good. And it doesn't. After that point, he kind of overpowers them. Yeah. No training. Absolutely wrong way to do it the entire time. Uh, and like I said, somebody who knows jujitsu was like, dude, that was embarrassing to watch. The guy just overpowers him. And then they kind of just give up. Like, well, I guess we'll shoot him. Yeah, it Horrible. was it but was. Then, ridiculous it's like what are these guys doing like yeah or at the very at the very least okay just put your hands behind your back you don't do it fine get down on the ground get down on the ground put your hands behind your back and then you know if if the guy then he's got to run at you and you can tase him before right. doing so, but this like half. Well, apparently, they tried to tase him, and I think one makes contact and the other doesn't. So you have to have two things to make the contact. It's hard to tase somebody sometimes. Mm. So I guess you have to have both prongs go in. Whatever. Um, it, no, and it was, then my it was third thing. A ter- just abhorrent police work, and then the decision to shoot him in the back is ho- horrific too. I you felt know? horrible. For the I felt the worst for the guy in the car. I was like, hey man, my kids are in here. Um, and the third thing I wanted to talk about just a super quick one. And this is, have you seen the video of the guy rolling into the, what later became the Chaz zone, but before it was the Chaz zone in Seattle, he drives towards the black lives matter, uh, 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 protests. And then this, they, he like stops because he sees a bunch of people. And then the guy reaches in and tries to grab him and gets shot. Mm. Do you see any? You see any of that? No, I did not see that. No. So he gets shot and he falls back on the ground. Now there's a couple different angles to this. One, everybody healed the guy at, who reached in the window to stop the guy from driving into the crowd as a hero. The guy who got shot in the uh, arm, big guy, black guy, 225 pounds, big dude, gets shot in the arm. He's a hero because he reached in this car to stop this guy from driving in. Then there's some videos of them giving a thumbs up to the police. You know, this guy gives one thumb up to the police as he's walking back. And everybody says, you know, this is a an agitator sent in there to kind of make things worse by the cops. Is kind of the idea, right? Mm. Um, and then the uh, the, the capstone, uh, CNN broadcasts the event, but lightened his skin, so oh, made yeah, him yeah. white. Have I you seen see that? Them. Well, I saw- so here's 
I, I've seen like the here's how CNN shows the guy and here's the original video. It's cra- exactly. crazy. And it's yeah. it is insane. Right. Here's 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 the kicker to all of it. This eventually eventually this was bound to happen. Right. Because stuff keeps happening in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who is friends with that guy. Oh, yeah. He literally is lost trying to find a job site, construction site. He has his concealed carry permit. He drove down the street, realized he was going the wrong way, saw a bunch of people, stops, and some giant guy reaches in and tries to pull the keys out of his car and tries to pull him out. Yeah. And he reaches over, grabs his gun, and shoots him in the arm. (laughs) The guy's arm is in the car. He just, you know, boom, grabs the gun, arm is right in front of him, shoots the arm. Gets out of the car, wanders over, gets out of there. You know, apparently at one point while walking away, he makes a thumbs up to the police. I don't think that's true. I think he's just holding a gun and doesn't, you know, it's just, you know, you catch the right camera angle and it looks like he's giving a thumbs up to the police. Yeah, He's a Korean, half Korean, half black guy. Friend yeah. of my friend. Because uh, if someone is determined to drive into a crowd of people, sticking your arm is not going to do much. And why would he stop? He stops yeah. 50 to 100 feet short of the crowd. Yeah. Then then the guy tries to rip him out and gets his yeah, arm this shot. This is gets all his arm the, shot. The and the, the media coverage of this and encouraging the rioting and um, changing him to a white person it, I mean, who's going to drive already, into the crowd. It's already happened. You got the, you know, militia guy shooting the person trying to tear down the statue um this only leads to more bloodshed this is not and and the the way corporations and politicians and media types are handling it um they are partially responsible for what's 100 ongoing it's ridiculous. Mark Dice like what tweeted at Folgers Coffee. You're awfully silent. When, aren't you going to say anything about these crazy times? And they responded. Ugh. Well, we stand with Black Lives Matter. Like as a joke, he said it, and they responded. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like every, they all went every tin. You know, we're not even talking major corporations. If you've got some like small business, you're afraid of the mob getting sicked on you, and um. Yeah, it's it's not going to end well for for anyone. Absolutely not. Well, I love it. I love you. I love doing a show with you. I'm so glad to talk, get this stuff off my chest. I apologize for rambling and talking over you earlier. Hopefully it makes for a good podcast. I'll try and get more great news. I recorded this. We'll try and do more. We'll try and make it more of a regular thing. Uh, Please go to the website. Put it. I'll open the comments section. There's some way I can put a whole forum in there if I want to. But since we only have about 15 listeners at this time, no, I'm just kidding. It's more than that. But (laughs) it's not very many. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, thanks for doing the show, buddy. And uh, I don't have anything else to add unless you do. You got any words of wisdom? It's been years since we've asked for words for wisdom. Oh man, you know I, I had my stuff written down last time and then that's the episode oh, that goodness. doesn't go out so oh that's interesting that's interesting don't don't plant your garden on top of cardboard don't plant your garden on top of cardboard that's a good one that's a yeah. good one uh my advice uh you will never be on your deathbed wishing you had worked more from somebody who probably works 50 to 60 hours a week usually yeah. it's not it's not the answer
So well, anyway. you should go. You should go hang out in Chaz because uh, it seems like most people there believe in working zero hours per week. So there you go. Uh, I feel like during the day, during the week, when they need to be at home, accessible by computer for their overlord of Amazon, that they're not going to be there. But we'll see. Anyway, hope everybody out there enjoyed the show, and uh, please go to the website, leave some comments, tell us about QAnon. We want to hear from you. That's it. Goodbye. Bye. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com. And thank you for your support of this podcast. taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein.